We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode 7 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at Pixelkin.org, and I am the mom of a three-year-old, which is a handful. I'm joined always by fellow fabulous mom, Linda Brenneman, and beautiful and talented, <laughs> but non-mom, Simone de Rochefort. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and our guest with us today is Todd Bishop, who is editor and founder of GeekWire. Hey, it's great wow. to be here. Yeah, Yay. welcome, Todd. I, I hate to break it to you. I'm not a mom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I am a dad. I'm a dad yes. of a four-year-old. Yes, so. awesome. So we're going to get things started like we always do with some family gaming news. Big news. Splatoon comes Finally. out this week. We've been... Pining for this game. So excited. It's this awesome, basically, paintball shooter game from Nintendo for the Wii U. You play as adorable little squid children, and you. Uh, I think the big attraction is going to be team play, you know, playing on teams, and you're basically just trying to cover as much ground in your color of paint as you can. Courtney played it, right? Yeah, you talked Courtney, to her about it. Courtney, our Nintendo expert, played during some of the live demos, and one of the things that she brought up was that it was nice that there was no incentive to attack other mm -hmm. characters. Like, yeah. you're just trying mm -hmm. to cover, you know, as most color as you can. And so, unlike something like Halo or these other multiplayer games, there's no incentive for you to attack other people, mm -hmm. which keeps it kind of nice and friendly. And there's friendly. also a single-player mode where it, there's puzzle-solving aspects of it, too, from what I can tell in the, I'm the sure trailers. Yeah. Yeah, it seems absolutely refreshing. I mean, yeah. for years, people have been saying to Nintendo, hey, what about a shooter? And, yeah. and here you go. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. It only took them. That's what know, we want from Nintendo. Many, many years to kind of jump on that bandwagon. So. Well, I'm so glad that they finally did. And with such a fresh idea. And I, yeah. I don't think I've seen a single person who isn't super excited about this. Yeah. yeah. Even Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare is a shooter game that is very cartoony and yeah. you only shoot cartoony zombie things. And so a lot of parents are okay with that kind of a shooter game, but this one's kind of even better, more creative. Oh yeah, regard. it definitely is. Yeah. Like you would have actual guns to shoot in garden warfare, at least certain classes mm -hmm. did. Right. Um, Oh my God. I love that game. My husband played <laughs> that game so much. Um, <laughs> but here's the, here's my, the question on my mind. If you look at the installed base of the Wii U, is there enough out there for this, truly to become the phenomenon that it probably should become mm. if, if everybody loves this game. That's, That's an interesting question. question. I know they're, they are selling a Splatoon bundle for the Wii U. So I think they're really hoping that even if that install base isn't there, that this is going to push sales because people will be like, oh, my God, it's something fresh that isn't just another Mario yeah. game. This is yeah, something new. I, I actually think they probably won't have problems with that because Plants vs. Zombies yeah. Garden Warfare, for example, was an Xbox One exclusive. And so... When that started playing, there was no, you know, drought of players to play against. So, mm. um, and that was just Xbox One and specifically Plants vs. Zombies. Wow. Kind of narrows the pool <laughs> of players. And that one didn't have um, any trouble at all. So, Skylanders. Ah! <laughs> the name of the new Skylanders game has been leaked. 
in a really weird roundabout way. So there's this pro motocross rider named Travis Pastrana, who apparently made an Instagram post saying that he's filming some stuff for the new Skylanders game, which is called Skylanders Superchargers. And then Ooh. quickly that post disappeared from the entire internet. There, yes. there was apparently an archived version of it, not the picture, just the caption. And even that is gone now. I could not find it. Yeah. But people, it'll always live on in the minds of those who saw it. Um, <laughs> so I guess the question is, what is the gimmick this yeah. time around? Last time it was traps. Trap the time team. before yeah. that it was figures where you could swap the tops and bottoms in yeah. a really morbid but exciting way <laughs> yeah for more on that you can read meredith bland's uh article on pixelkin in which she tries to learn <laughs> skylanders from her kids <laughs> so my theory is either either he was just filming some kind of promo whatever or that this time it will be vehicles and that they were trying to get oh, motion boy. capture for vehicles or something i think that's a good uh that's a good idea I'm so well, excited, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm twisted, but I always look at these leaks and I go, is this a legitimate leak or oh. is it a company doing a head fake? Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it yeah. seemed like when you looked at some of the coverage of this that it actually was this guy yeah. inadvertently giving away the name. But like, I, I'm always a little skeptical oops. of that. Yeah, too <laughs> I yeah. slipped and Skylanders fell out yeah. of my pocket. <laughs> yeah, now that we know that lots of companies do that, like Sony quite famously did that a few years ago and it totally came off as... Oh no! Corporate and not sort of like it was on the, like they had a, like a blog like it's supposed to be like a gamer's blog and and it was just it was terrible and it was fake and it was fake. oh my gosh yeah. I didn't hear about that yeah and uh, it was terrible so <laughs> so people have gotten smarter um, in their use of those types of things you know the Supergirl pilot leaked and people are yeah. saying that that might be um, a devious plot on the part of is it NBC that CBS I CBS think. I know. <laughs> These networks don't three mean letters anything unless to it's anybody CW, in which case it's two letters. Yeah, I just watch videos on Amazon Prime, so <laughs> those networks don't mean anything to me anymore. <laughs> um, so, other gaming news: a portal pinball table has been released for Pinball <gasps> FX2, and which is on PC, and Zen Pinball 2, which is on consoles. And this thing looks super awesome. Oh mm-hmm. man, I love portals. So yeah, much. yeah. So like Glados is. Talking to you and no you can way. see like Shell like running around shooting portals and yeah, it's just oh, wow. super, super cool. So I think that like they're probably going to sell a lot more copies of their game now that they yeah. got the portal board on there. Um, Everyone should buy Portal and Portal 2. Absolutely. Because it's like the best game ever. Yes. Yeah. yes. Um, so other news – uh, Super Mega Baseball, which is this cheesy, cartoony baseball game that we reviewed on our site and has made it into a couple of our lists, uh, is actually coming to the Xbox One. It's been a Sony exclusive. Oh. So now it's coming to Xbox really? One and PC. Cool. I want that. Yes. Very, very cool. Um, Nintendo has released their first Humble bu- Bundle. Well, I guess it's <laughs> Humble Bundle has released something for Nintendo. A Humble um, Indie Bundle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it's all indie games, uh, but this is the first time they've released one for a console at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it looks like... Oh. And obviously be... the first time Nintendo has deigned to, you know, yeah. inter- or make a partnership with Humble Bundle, which or is super cool. Or even indie developers. Hey! So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nintendo does not classically have a good track record for uh, promoting indies. They're so, really, you know, <laughs> stretching their their horizons this year. I know. Multiplayer gaming 
humble bundle. <laughs> Where are they going to go next? So it's like these things are just, you know, they're oh. so recent. They're five years old. I'm going to chime in here as the dumb mom who. <laughs> What's a humble bundle? <laughs> I actually do know, but I think there might be people out there. I had who to look it up. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> My mom so appreciates you, that. the gal who I know. explains things. Simone's mom appreciates me. The gal she should. who explains things. You pay me. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you keep me in in my house. <laughs> so she doesn't have to pay you, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I think we can both maybe get this. Uh, Humble Bundle is, uh, they group together lots of indie games. And it's kind of like a pay what you want kind of thing to mm-hmm. get some of the games. And then if you beat the average of those payment, you get more games. Or you just pay like a flat like $10 thing and then you can mm-hmm. get all of them. Right. Yeah. So the, the indie games um, like Humble Bundle bundle because they can get their game out there more yeah and people can just pay what they want to pay for them it's a really good way to kind of amass a bunch of games especially if say there's one in there that's like the headlining game that you really want and then you know you get three more that you've maybe never heard of but you get them and you want to try them so it, it does really help get developers names out there and the really cool thing is that you can divide your payment up you can choose what percentage goes to which contributor basically so the developer humble bundle itself and oh, a charity of choice yeah oh, cool. and for the yeah. nintendo bundle code.org is the charity that is kind of oh that's a good yeah, one being sponsored by it yeah, so it's really cool and they also have an android bundle that they do sometimes and ebooks as well which is super exciting yeah but yeah. as i was looking at that code.org angle and some of the coverage that oh, yeah. actually i think may be at least part of the que- part of the answer to the question of why Nintendo why? did yeah. this because Ooh. you've got Hadi Partovi who runs Code.org. They're based here in the Seattle area. Yeah. You've got Nintendo of America based in Redmond. Right. I, I think that's probably oh. not a coincidence. Uh, yes. They met for cocktails. Yes. <laughs> yes. In Tala can be our expert on all the behind the scenes <laughs> yes. stuff that's going on. When, in insider tech. baseball yeah. here on Game of at the, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> local bar. I was sitting right in the booth next door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's Pressing really funny the how you can get information like that. Like, yeah. I'm serious like one of my friends was on a plane with like some high-ranking marketed marketing person going to e3 yeah and they had like their laptop open yeah. with like all the planned releases for <gasps> like the next year and talking talking about you know typing in about the marketing campaigns and my friend was just like you know just peeking <laughs> over the edge and oh like, my he gosh. knew the entire release schedule for everything including some new releases that no one had now what do you no do with that known. do you is well, that something that you talk about or <laughs> typically no i mean he kind just of told us some his friends yeah and i'm yeah. not gonna mention his name <laughs> so that but yeah it's just it's amazing how what information yeah. you can honestly get that way oh. by just being in the right place we are all just human <laughs> eavesdropping <laughs> so we drop no eavesdropping <laughs> um so yeah so e3 we've been talking about e3 a lot it is the upcoming uh video game trade show it happens Every year in June in LA, and it's not called E, e! as Simone would like it to it be. It should be Electronic <laughs> Entertainment Expo. Missing out on a great opportunity. <laughs> um. So yeah. You should anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, okay. So anyway, uh, we've been talking about the show a lot. We're talking about the press conferences and kind of how that happens. We have. Dates and times for all of the press conferences now. And thanks to the thanks to the good old internet, you don't even have to be at E3 to watch these anymore. Love that. Because IGN or GameSpot or somebody is going to stream them. 
So here's the list. Bethesda, June 14th from 7 to 10 p.m. Microsoft, June 15th, 9.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. EA, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. on June 15th. They always follow Microsoft. Ubisoft, June 15th, 3 to 6. Again, these guys have always followed each other. Sony, June 15th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Nintendo, June 16th, 9 to 12. Square Enix, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then this, you know, hybrid, we don't know what it is, PC gaming uh, <laughs> <laughs> press conference, June 16th from 5 to 8 p.m. So I there, was, you have all the details. Yeah. This is the first one that Square Enix has done, if I'm correct. And I'm really hoping that they announce Kingdom Hearts 3 or talk about Kingdom Hearts 3. They've already You know what? I'm trying to remember if they've done one or not. But I was never really into their games. Yeah. So I never uh, really paid that much attention. Uh, <laughs> I am so excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. I can barely contain myself. That you know has, all we have is like a trailer that I don't yeah. even know. It's like two years old. There's going to be a train in it. It's going to be great. <laughs> wow. Okay, then. Um, I actually think what they used to do was they ha- mm. had like a mini press conference like at their booth that you had to stand in line for. Oh, Ugh, awful. Yeah, and all the Final, you know, Final Fantasy people were obviously standing in line for it. I think they may have been like the first people to kind of start that whole behind closed doors thing oh. that everybody does at E3 now. Sneaky. So, yeah. I don't but like that about E3. Kingdom Hearts is a big fan base, right? There's a... Yeah, um, pretty, but kind of a rabid fan base for that game. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure how what the fan base looks like now because those are games that started coming out when I was in middle school, I believe. Oh my god! So I saw trailers for Kingdom Hearts on the Disney Channel, and they do the behind the scenes with like Jesse McCartney doing the voice of Sora. I I think that's I think he's the one who plays Sora. Anyway, so people of my generation grew up with those games. I think that that. I, I don't know if the fan base is now like 20-somethings, <laughs> really sad 20-somethings, or if it's still going to be something that's popular with the tween crowd that it was originally meant for. I was expecting a different look from you when you said people from my generation. I'm sorry. I, I was distracted by trying to like, am I, am I screwing up the name of the actor in this game? <laughs> Uh, no, for those who don't know, Kingdom Hearts is kind of this weird mashup of RPG with Disney characters. Right. Um, so that's why it's really popular. I think yeah. it's like grabs the Final Fantasy crowd and it does, yeah. the Disney crowd. It is so. one of the only like, instances where you can – or the only instance where you can find like Donald Duck alongside Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII and – Yeah. <laughs> and you can play as your favorite character, right? You Sorta? mainly play as Sora. What you yeah. do that's exciting is you visit the different Disney kingdoms basically. Mm-hmm. So you go oh, to the Little Mermaid okay. planet. You go to Aladdin planet, et cetera, et cetera. The coolest was the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, my God. Planet. It was so great. I love yes. those games. So are you all going down to E3? Unfortunately, no, not not this year. There's no need to. Yeah. Honestly. Because, I mean. Parties. What the show? Oh, parties. Yes, I guess. (laughs) I've been there, like, I don't know, 10 times. And so even the parties for me are like, Nicole is jaded. Um, Old and jaded. If you're a parent, you're too tired to party anyhow, right? Exactly, yes. You just want to go to your hotel room and take a bath and sleep a little bit. (laughs) I was the same way before I even had (laughs) it. After about, you know, five or six years of that, you're just like, whatever, I'm done. Um, It is a zoo. I've been probably four or five times over the years. And 
Uh, it's yeah. like it's like walking into a Best Buy, you know, <laughs> yes. cubed, cubed and squared. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. It's, Madness. It's, it's nuts. And I think probably apart from the parties, the biggest value is getting hands-on time. But even in that case, you're not really getting quality time with the yeah. games. Mm-hmm. You're That's getting an, some initial exposure. Yeah, so. and kind of what I was talking about with a behind-closed-doors thing is that you don't even get hands-on time yeah. lots of times unless you wait in this really long line mm-hmm. or you're a press person that just – you know, has made a previous appointment and it's annoying because you really used to be able to get lots of good hands-on time with stuff. So, Frankly, PAX is a lot better in terms of being able to actually sit down and experience a game. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any wild E3 theories to share with us? You know, I I guess I'm not as immersed in that world as I I should be. Um, That means you can have even wilder theories. Well, I I would hope at least that Nintendo might show some of the smartphone games that they've got in the works. You know, that was announced. Oh, that would be awesome. Gosh, about a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's probably a pipe dream on my part, but it, it would be... It would be nice if they showed some 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 momentum and, and maybe even convinced the skeptics that they've yeah. got something high quality in the works. That yeah. would really be an incredible move, considering last year they surprised everyone with Splatoon at yeah. E3. Now it's coming out; they could do like this is our next big thing. Why not Splatoon on mobile? And oh, you know, yeah. some, I mean something oh. like that. Although they've made it pretty clear that they're going to create some separation between the third-party apps that they're developing yeah. versus the, the first-party yeah. games yeah. for the I actually hardware. think um, your pipe dream is probably more likely to happen than Courtney's pipe dream, which is more information on the latest Zelda game. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't you just apply that to every yeah. E3 going back? Like, yeah. More information on the latest Zelda game. That's like yeah. the standard Nintendo rumor. Right. Theories yes. that Miyamoto's going to walk out and say, Zelda, yes. and then just leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's all the info we're going to get. So. Do you think Bethesda is going to announce a new Fallout game? I certainly hope so. I mean... I would think so. They they tend to yeah. go Fallout, Sky, or Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Elder Scrolls. <laughs> so the last one we got was Skyrim, so it just makes sense that this next one will be Fallout. Um, so yes, Yay. that's my prediction. Cool. Um, okay. Any more wild predictions? <laughs> Hmm. I, I wonder nothing. if Microsoft will throw out some HoloLens gaming. <gasps> that would be great. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ooh. this would be the moment. Yeah. You've got. Oh yeah. And in God. fact, I think it would be a surprise if you did not see some kind of HoloLens presence at yeah. the Microsoft press conference. Uh, yeah. If I find out that they're demoing Minecraft on HoloLens down there. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> but, you know, you know, Microsoft is right here. And now we've got the in with the tech guy. Ah, true. All right. <laughs> I'll, get you, I'll get you an appointment tomorrow. So right after this, we'll be going over to Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. Um, so sort of along those lines, um, Cortana, which is the uh, AI type. Well, she's, she's AI in two ways. She's AI in the Halo games who rides around in Master Chief's helmet. And then she's also the AI on the Windows phone, kind of, you know, making your appointments and helping you send text messages and all that sort of thing. Like the Surrey on the on yes, Apple, right? Yes, but she's yeah. coming to Android and Apple devices. She's coming. She's coming. She's coming. coming. <laughs> yes. She's um, scary. I don't really know why. Isn't she a little scary? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, maybe she's just naked. Well, well, that's the video game I often version. confuse <laughs> nudity with fear. Yeah. yeah, she's not actually a physical entity that you see. I know, but she's a naked spirit thing. She's not naked. Hologram. <laughs> Technically, she's not naked. Um, uh, she's also not a real person, so. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so that's interesting to me because she, you know, 
could potentially replace Siri. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I've been following the whole Cortana news. And in fact, you can tell that Microsoft was really grappling with this decision because mm-hmm. Cortana is unique right now to Windows Phone and it's coming to Windows 10. So yeah. she'll, she'll be uh, there. I, I never know whether to say it or she. But right. at any rate, <laughs> Cortana will be on the Microsoft platforms. And this is really a sign of how they're opening up and mm-hmm. offering their technologies to to other platforms. To me, the fascinating thing about this long term in terms of what Microsoft has done here is they created a video game franchise that envisioned the future and they put this character in there. And then this whole process of releasing Cortana as a personal assistant, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy where you you, – and from a marketing perspective, you have to step back and admire it knowing – all along that it was probably inadvertent that they yeah. probably said, "Why just let's say hey, we've got this AI thing? Oh, Cortana, you know, let's yeah, call her yeah. Cortana." Yeah. At any rate, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how much capability they can actually bring mm-hmm. to iOS and Android without access to the base level operating system. Right. Because yeah. if you own the OS and the platform, you can do a lot more things than you can as a third party developer for Apple and Android. So yeah, interesting. So, um, but the real yeah. test will be. If she can pronounce Simone's name correctly, that—that that is, I believe, the final hurdle that she has Siri. to pass. Yeah, Siri has a part of the Turing test now. Problem actually. with that? I'm like, send a text message to Simone de Rochefort, and Siri says, "What would you like to say to Simone de Rochefort?" <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious. I suffer at the hands of computers daily. Yes. I'm sure you do. <laughs> should, that should be a T-shirt. <laughs> it was the name also, of my biography. <laughs> yeah, it was also um, the mistake was made, and it was Roach Door. Roach Door. Oh, yeah, Roach Door. That was today's nice. fun with my nice. name. I always have trouble knowing whether it's listed under D or R alphabetically. Whether it's one word, because technically it's lowercase D E space capital R. No computer will do that automatically, <laughs> and sometimes they'll even correct it so it's just all one word, capitalized D, and I'm like, whatever. I don't know what my name is. <laughs> nice. Thanks, uh, America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very cool. Um, so one thing that I did yesterday, actually, that I found pretty interesting yeah. was I bought this Kinect's Plants vs. Zombies thing for my daughter. We were in Toys R Us shopping for a birthday present for another child, which is always a terrible thing to do. Oh, for yeah. your own it's child. Hard. With you. It's so hard. And she spotted it before I did. She's like, Plancies and zombies. Oh. And uh, and then I looked at it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, they've got a whole connects thing where you, like, set up a level and you the pea shooter really shoots and the cabbage <gasps> pulp, like, really shoots things. Yeah. And, uh, and then they have Mario ones as well. Oh, my gosh. Where you can kind of set up a level for jumping and all that kind of stuff. So, so like, Mario Maker, but in real life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My gosh. I-, I used to love buying those toys, though, because it gets the kid away from the video game and playing with something real in the real world. What, yeah. what do you think, Todd? You know, it's funny because one of my favorite games to play with my daughter right now is actually the the reverse of that. We we play uh, pass and play life on mm. uh, can, uh, the the fire TV, yeah. the fire oh. TV stick, and we love it. Mm. So basically, you're just passing back and forth, and it's the game of life, and yeah. it's very animated and kind of cool looking. But I I totally get your point, yeah, Linda. Yeah. It's like it's any opportunity to get away from the the screen. Yeah, is, yeah. is build great. something, mm-hmm. and if you can leverage. The same kind of characters and yeah, the same kind yeah. of world with something like you're talking about. Yeah, connects. You know, you don't really hear about too much anymore in toys. Brilliant, grabbing these licenses, like 
I don't right, know how they yeah. even managed to get the Nintendo one. They must have had an in. <laughs> yeah. So to get do, that. Do you build all that stuff? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Connects is like this, like little. Like, you've got sticks and wheels and things that you oh, that you okay. stick together. Um. So yeah. So they give you instructions on how to build the level thing. That is. And they cool. come with like they basically look like little Lego um, figurines. Um. I think we figured out Nintendo's having drinks with people. Yes. <laughs> no kidding. There may be a bigger story here. Like, what is, yeah. what is, what is, is Nintendo? Yeah. Well, their backs are against the wall, you know, in yeah. a lot of ways. Oh, gosh. So. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting. I, I feel like both Microsoft and Nintendo this year have made some compromises for the sake of their, their bottom line that are really interesting to me. I mean, Microsoft um, making it what, – what was it? That made, they made it so that they're – apps could be on I, oh gosh i i'm sorry i am totally spacing they did something on with android. the on android yeah. yeah okay yes that's what so, they did so they're they're what they're doing is they've been pre they've been if this is what you're referring to they've been striking deals to pre-install a lot of their apps mm. on Android devices from Samsung and others. Yes, I think that was it, which I think a lot of people who develop for Windows were kind of annoyed about because it's kind of saying, like, we don't need Windows-exclusive apps anymore. We need universal apps. And Nintendo, again, I mean, making these deals, getting on your mobile phones. But I think it's it's good for consumers for the most part, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good to do something new, even if it fails. I think it kind of freshens up their images, and it could turn out to be really successful in the long run so yeah i just like to see Exciting. collaboration yeah and opening things up yeah, yeah. and connects connects they're connections <laughs> oh hilarious i'm sorry <laughs> you two are getting along so well today i know for now <laughs> <laughs> no it was really cool um i wouldn't say it was a hard to put together but it was definitely very intricate was it took nice. a significant amount of time? Did her three-year-old hands were they? <laughs> it no. said it was for five plus. We're always getting toys that you know are above her age group because yeah. if you get like three, then they assume that your your child is stupid and doesn't know anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we always get five plus. You know about this, yeah? Todd is shaking his head. Yes, sorry, I forgot <laughs> it's an right. audio show. Yes, yes. <laughs> I confirm. Um, we need a narrator. But it, this was the opposite. Like it said five plus, and there was no way a five-year-old would be able to put this thing together without grown-up help. Mm. Um, so no, she didn't really help very much at all before she got bored nice. and started like throwing the peas around at our dogs. Because <laughs> it came with actual peas, you know, for the pea shooter to yeah, yeah. shoot things. So, But she can play with it all right now that it's assembled or... Yeah, she's basically just taking it apart though. <laughs> At this point, she's just taking a piece here or there. Like, right. the, like you make rails for the pea shooter for him to slide back and forth on. Is the the Wild West um, level from Plants vs Zombies too, mm-hmm. where he's you know they have that wagon that rolls back and forth, and like she just took like his rails and just like took and put them like somewhere else in the house. <laughs> I just love those toys that have all the little tiny pieces. Yeah, like, yeah. Picked up in your vacuum cleaner. And- yeah, or it's a good time. get ingested by your dog. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Which is not like when I was cooking dinner last night. Like she was like doing something with Buster, and I was like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I'm throwing my peas at him." <gasps> and at first, it didn't register. I'm like, "What like, <laughs> peas? Do we have peas in the house?" You know. And then I saw them, and I was like, "Oh 
my God. Anna, <laughs> they will eat these and that will be very bad. Choking hazards yeah. for At everyone. At least she wasn't eating them. Yeah. yeah. I guess. <laughs> million dollar vet bill. Exactly. That's what oh, we're looking at. No, but seriously, better than a million dollar hospital bill. It is true. <laughs> true. This is true. Spoken like yeah. a paranoid dad. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, they so, probably yeah. just go right through. They're small, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, real family friendly show i didn't even say poop. oh speaking of which Aww. simone had the best tweet this was a tweet or facebook i don't remember what one of I your do? things this weekend I'm so scared right where, now. <laughs> where she was impersonating the skeleton in the last unicorn oh god <laughs> You know what I was I was actually really <laughs> impressed about was that you knew about that movie to do that. I grew person. up on that I movie. I grew up on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was really impressed. Surprise, guys. I'm actually 50. Oh, right. <laughs> um, uh, I think it was you were grabbing a glass of wine, actually. We were just sitting down for family dinner, and I saw a glass of wine, and I was like, yeah, that's mine. And I start like, going into this monologue about how I am secretly the skeleton from The Last Unicorn who, like, bribes them with wine. Give me the wine, yeah. is the voice and of then, the skeleton yes. that is me. And the line that I always remember is, is it Hannigan? King Hat. Haggard unicorn. Exactly, that is the exact name <laughs> line I was talking about. Yeah, he just so, starts yeah. shrieking unicorn, which is is awesome. Yeah, I so highly I'm, recommend that. It's a weird movie, but it's yeah, it's it, it definitely. I think it, I actually saw. I got a chance to go see Peter S. Beagle do a a reading at a theater in Seattle, and then they did a screening of the Last Unicorn uh, last this winter. I think it's. It's very 70s or whatever era that was, but it's so like it's still it's still really magical. Are you whatever you're laughing? That was 70. You know, I can one up you here. Don't because I met and had a complete conversation with Peter Beagle at San Diego oh. Comic Con. Isn't he just like the perfect, most quintessential author? In he's the world? very cool, but he's kind of getting screwed out of the rights for that DVD. Oh no! Yeah, That's so, the, so sad. This whole thing at Comic Con was like this organization, like trying to, like, raise money so oh. that you know they could fight the whoever the movie maker was, so that yeah. he could get Jeez. some. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. So that's that's really all we got to talk about, which is kind of a shame. Yeah, that's and too I was bad. like, hey, I'm a writer, you know. You got any tips or whatever? So we talked about that for a little bit, but yeah, yeah. He seems like a really nice guy. He's super nice, and I was so sad. Like at first, I was so excited. Like, oh my god, Peter Beagle is right here. Yeah. And then, like, I learned about this whole sad story, hmm. and it just was now not I'm as cool. sad. <laughs> I still love the movie, though. <laughs> this is why we drink <laughs> wine. <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah. uh, family friendly, family friendly. I'm a mess. all right uh so let's move into main topic so todd being the great tech reporter that he is dug up a patent from microsoft that might tell us what the hololens can do yeah this was really interesting um it was a patent that was just approved about a a week or so ago and the, the question with the hololens is okay you got all these cool apps that they've been showing but what are people actually going to be able to do with it and this patent essentially showed uh, the ability to have the uh, book basically read aloud by a character that would appear in front of you. So if you're a parent sitting there with a book and I guess you're wearing the HoloLens, mm-hmm. then you can see and potentially your kid, if they also have a HoloLens, can see 
this character animated in the space in front of you. And as you read the book, the lips of the character, this 3D hologram, move with you and, mm. and act out the scene in the book. Now, and it, it was accompanied by what one of my uh, colleagues called the the most epic patent drawing ever. It looked, <laughs> it looked like it had been drawn by a kid oh, of, yeah. this, of this nice, character reading nice. the, the sort of lip syncing along with the book. Whether or not this particular application ends up being done and part of HoloLens, I think it at least shows how Microsoft is thinking about this yeah. gear that they're coming out with and, and how it could interact and fit into daily life. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting, but I it's hard to imagine you and your kid wearing this yeah. big device <laughs> on your face at bedtime and you're trying to read a bedtime story. <laughs> now, the cuddling would yes. kind of go... <laughs> Go the way the dinosaur, right? That's right. It kind of made Google Glass look uh, yeah, more, much more reasonable yeah. by comparison. <laughs> they're pretty big. They they sort of fit over your head like a helmet. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Yeah. But, which is going to be one of the main hurdles for adoption, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Just because you essentially are going to be sitting in your living room using this. It's not going to be something that you're walking around with. It's totally immersive. Yeah. And so at any rate, the, the patent filing at least gave a glimpse of where it might be headed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if we've got listeners who actually don't know yeah. very much, can you kind of explain what the HoloLens is? And- yes, absolutely. So it is actually a Windows 10 device. It runs Windows. It'll be essentially self-contained. And you'll put it over your head, and it's got a basically a visor. And I, I got to try an early prototype. <laughs> <laughs> and you're bringing me to try it and next week. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I didn't. I haven't actually tried one of the the devices that feels exactly like the Hololens right. will feel. But it was a an early prototype. And the field of view was basically about like holding a 10-inch tablet, um, mm-hmm. maybe five or seven inches from your head. Hmm. That's interesting because in the the uh, videos that they showed just from the prototype, which I'm sure were digitally done, they were showing people walking around and like having small projections in front of them and being able to interact with yes. that. Is that something that it's going to be able to do? As yes, well? okay. absolutely. Is the, the field of view, at least in the prototype, was relatively small, but okay. um, it, it, you know, it's not completely wrap around, even though the device itself wraps around your head. Um, but the whole idea with the HoloLens is that it is blended reality. So the device essentially to your eye projects uh, images onto the real world. So uh, to Simone's example earlier of Minecraft, there was a very Minecraft-like scene where Mm. on the world around you, in the environment, in the room you were standing in, they placed bricks and they allowed you to go over and set a bomb and it blew (laughs) up the bricks and you were able to go in and peer into the world below. Nice. Um, But probably the coolest application that I actually got to try was uh, a remote plumber application. <gasps> it was actually, in this case, it was actually a remote electrician. So I had on the HoloLens, there was an electrician somewhere else talking to me on Skype <laughs> on his surface. And then he could see what I was looking at and actually annotate the scene in front of me. So he was able to draw <gasps> with his pen on his surface. And then I saw the marks he was making and he circled the two wires and said, hey, see those two wires? And he circled Cross those two together. Oh, and then wow. he basically led me through the process of fixing a light as I was wearing the HoloLens. That is so cool. Yeah. Oh, so cool. my God. So that's the HoloLens <laughs> yes. in a nutshell. They are no price, no release date. Yeah. yeah. So they're being very sketchy about that yeah. stuff right now. I can't imagine that that – unless 
I don't know. I guess electricians could start charging for yep. virtual stuff. I'm like, wait, wait a second. Are they like killing their <laughs> industry? Yeah. Like a marketplace, essentially. You could yeah. imagine where, hey, I'll give you uh, 20 minutes of electrical help for yeah. X yeah. amount. And when you first started off with Plumber, I'm like, man, well, Nintendo was... needs to jump on that one. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it's Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, soon they'll be partnering together, going out for drinks. It, it's possible. You never They're know. They're not very far from each other. Yeah. So um, I, I guess my question would be, and I, I'm not a tech person, so maybe this is a silly question, but if somebody is reading aloud from a book – it seems like the capability of your your machine to keep keep up with it, like creating an animation that is also saying those words. It seems like that would take a lot of processing power and potentially be very weird and uncanny valley, or just laggy and obnoxious. Yeah, but yeah. I yeah. Well, think about the the syncing that happens on The Simpsons or something. It's not exactly precise. You true, know, it's kind of just like random movement mouth of movements. the mouth. Yeah. So I could see where they could they could sort of hedge it and fudge it a little bit That's like that. Interesting. Yeah. But it, to your point, I mean, yeah. yeah, absolutely. What they described in the patent seemed like it was very intensive in terms mm-hmm. of the yeah. the algorithms it would take, the computing processing yeah. that it would take. There were certain words that would, I guess, cue the, the HoloLens to create right. a certain image, et cetera. Yeah. It'd be it, so cool to have it partnered with I, – I, I could see it, I guess, partnering with a specific – like, okay, imagine Lord of the Rings. They – like program it to do a Lord of the Rings projected reading sort of thing. That would be, again, so, okay, I, I'm biased because my entire life I've just wanted to like go into the the holodeck of Star Trek and be in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so any opportunity <laughs> to see that become a reality, I am interested in. Yes, very nice. Sorry, I think I interrupted you. What were you saying? No, not at all. No. <laughs> I got uh, swept away to Middle Earth again. Yes. Via the, via the holodeck. Yes. yes. Holodeck, awesome. yes. That's because those two properties go so well together. Obviously. <laughs> Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, same So, thing. Todd, you also shared with me there was an interesting study done about parents and their smartphone yes. usage. Yes. So this was a study out of the University of Washington. Uh, a couple of researchers from, I think it's the Human Centered Design and Engineering Program. Uh, actually, a group of researchers. And this was fascinating to me because, as parents know, you go out to the playground and it, it's it can be it can be boring yes. at times after you know <laughs> your third hour at the playground. Don't yes. say that. And your temptation is to pull out your smartphone, mm-hmm. and but you're, I'm always very self conscious about that, and I think a lot of parents are because you want to, especially when there's other parents around, there's peer pressure to right. yes. be very engaged. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, there's always the one dad who's chasing the kids around for three hours, you know, and you want to be that dad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, these these researchers they actually observed they they did sort of neutral observation of parents. Mm-hmm. And they found that, in fact, it was a very small percentage of the time that parents were actually using their smartphones at the playground, which was completely counterintuitive. Yeah. The the reverse of that was, or the downside of it was, when they actually were using their smartphones, they were completely disengaged from their kids. Mm. And there were moments that the researchers observed where the kids would go up and try and get the attention of the parents and the parents, it was as, as if the kids weren't even there. Wow. So it's it's, I, it's very binary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to wonder though, because um, I'm famous in my own family for being impossible to get, for kids having a hard time getting my attention. Mm. But I, I didn't have smartphones. So I yeah. had a book or a television set <laughs> yeah. or 
something else I would just get hyper-focused on. And so I don't think it's exclusive to your smartphone that you can get focused on. Sometimes your kids just can't get your attention. And honestly, I have to say, I don't think that's always the worst thing. Like, um, I think your kids need to know that you have other things to do. You know, you have a, you're talking to another adult. Yeah. Um, and your kids need to learn not to interrupt every second and all that stuff. I think it could go too far mm-hmm. the other way to where you think you have to be focused on your kid every moment. And I don't know, in my era, I've talked about this before, my parents did not have a thing called parenting, right? Mm-hmm. There was not such a thing as being parented. You just had kids and you let them run wild <laughs> free, right? That sounds awesome. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes you can get a little too focused in on your kids. And um, the main thing is when you're at a playground, make sure they don't run into the street. That's my advice. Yeah. Good advice. Stand right. guard. Yes. I think or steal other kids' toys. When Anna yeah, was yeah. like yeah. six months old, um, I was at the playground with one of my friends who had an daughter who was also six months old and there's this kid that like just ran up and like took the ball that they were playing with and right. you know yeah. we're like hey give that back whatever and we were able to get it back but like he kept running around like doing all this stuff and we we're like where is his mother or <laughs> which father? one of you is it <laughs> but like you said the father was reading a book right there and just go, yeah. yeah yeah just not watching it's it's a balance i totally yeah. s- understand what you're saying linda it's it's you don't want to be a, a hover parent. You don't want to right. be all over them. But at the same time, it, it's hard. It's when you go out there. There is a lot of peer pressure because there's so many engaged parents, so many Type A parents out yes. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, lots it's hard of, to strike a balance. Lots of people who are yeah. willing to judge you as a parent who yes. don't actually have kids themselves. Yeah. I so hope you never do that, Simone. I subscribe to the Pokemon method of parenting where at 10 years old you send them off into the world to capture wild animals and train them to fight. So <laughs> – that that's how I I've that always sounds yes. good. I've yeah, always seen that. myself as a Pokemon parent. <laughs> you know, what? you could probably write a book on that. Pokemon parenting. Yes. <laughs> It'll be the next phenomenon. Exactly. Well, yeah, I can write parenting books on anything and they'll sell. Well, there is that thing called free range parenting, right? right? Where you know, parents in New York put their three year old on a subway and tell them to go somewhere. Uh, it's not that bad. Yeah. yeah, and in Seattle they do Nine that with dogs, right? The yeah, dogs exactly. Get on the bus. Oh the my dogs. gosh! <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, but it's a funny story when you were saying something about like um, kids not being able to get your attention. Right. So Anna just used to just interrupt like mad, like mad, and so we told her like you need to say excuse me if two people are right. talking and you want right. to get their attention. So now. She says, excuse me, and if she doesn't get the response, she says, excuse me, Ex- like getting louder and louder and louder, excuse me, excuse me, like, and it's just like, yeah, we actually didn't teach her anything. <laughs> we get that with the, it's my turn to talk, because right. oh, we'll right, say, right. Well, wait a second, it's it's our turn to talk, we'll get to you yeah. in a second, and then we get the uh, reverse. Kids are really good at yes. they're pushing yeah. One time Anna said, like, to my husband, she's like, Daddy, can you be quiet? I need to talk to mommy now. <gasps> oh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, read, I, I recently read a parenting article somewhere, um, and it purported to give you a technique to make sure your kid never interrupted anymore. Mm. And all it was that, that you would teach them to tap on your hand when they wanted to talk. And then the next minute you had, next pause you had, then you had to talk to your kid. Mm. But... um. 
don't, I don't know. know. That could get out of hand, yeah, too. Yeah, I can like, see that going out of hand. Town, town, town. Don't don't put that in your books. (laughs) The parent's not even there in Pokemon parenting. It's not a problem. (laughs) Got it. Nice. My mom used to because I would just talk and talk and talk. Uh, She would bribe me with candy to be quiet in the car. Yeah, now look at you now. You're getting paid for it. I know. And then Linda gives me a Snickers bar, and I go home happy. (laughs) Wow, they're so easy. (laughs) I was the good child in my family, though. So sorry, Tristan. But that's because you shoved him off a cliff, right? Yeah, we were talking about that before. In your where we God, why did I admit that to you? You were identifying (laughs) with Scar from the Lion King. (laughs) My role model growing up. That's chapter five. <laughs> Get rid of the other sibling. Find a cliff. Yeah, exactly. I was the older sibling. I would never have had to do that. I already have, you know, the love and reputation and respect that comes with being the oldest, obviously, oh. which is why I'm better. Tristan, never listen to this podcast. Please. <laughs> I love you. Oh, so... So do you feel that guilt, like, when you're out with parents and you take out your phone and Anna's around? Is that... Um, it says something like 44% of parents feel like they should use their phones less, even though they're not... I get the study proved oh, that they I weren't actually that. using their phones. Yeah, I believe yeah. that. I mean, I, I, I don't think I do that often. Like, yeah. well, usually if, you know, we're at, like, a playgroup or whatever, like, I am talking to the other mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, like, sometimes I'll pull it out quickly especially if she's you know well actually i pull out my ipad if she wants to watch a television show i pull my ipad and play hearthstone yeah but um, <laughs> um or if she's like engaged in something else then i will like check email or something like very quickly yeah how about you todd yeah it's a struggle i uh gosh i i, I do end up but i try and make the sure that she's engaged with something first yeah um, mm-hmm. it, but it is a it's a struggle yeah so Speaking of playing with kids and keeping them engaged, Todd was supposed to play some games with so, his daughter yes, this so weekend. Yes, so we spent some time with the Xbox One. I wanted to prepare. I asked Nicole for a couple of suggested games. We struggled to get into Zoo Tycoon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the, 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 she was not into it at all. Oh. You know what we ended up doing was going back to sort of our old faithful. On yeah. the, we tried Zoo Tycoon on the Xbox One. It was, just wasn't really resonating with her for some, one reason or another. Yeah. It, I think it was because it started in that scene where you're the, the zookeeper. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to go around. And that just totally lost her. Uh, the controls on that just lost her. She's four and a half. Um and so I don't know if that maybe is a, a guide for yeah. the right age. Is your daughter's really into the zoo tycoon? Though, yeah, right? and I probably should have like clarified what happens there. So I do the controls on the controller, oh. and uh, and we're always in like um, what's it called uh, tycoon mode, where you can see yes. the whole zoo from the top. And I just ask her what animals she wants, and we just put them in. And uh, and just recently, the Connect has been able to recognize her to do the Connect stuff that you do with animals. So gotcha. like you can feed them, you can play with them, and uh, you know Connect couldn't recognize her at all. And so I put her in front of it recently. I forget why. I was probably writing an article where I need to talk about it. So I put her in front of it, and I was shocked. It recognized her, and she was, like, able to feed. And Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was she super excited about that? She, or did she just kind of – She just – yeah. I think she could tell that I was, like, using her for an experiment. <laughs> and, like – She's she a sharp just, one. She – um. 
she doesn't have a, a very good attention span. She's just so uh, willful and wants to do her own thing. So, you know, I was trying to like move her hand in like the direction she needed to be in order to do the feeding. And she's just like, you know, swinging her arms around and be like, whatever. Um, <laughs> but she did get into like you play with, uh, you don't play with the tigers, like play with them. You're behind a glass and you yeah. do things like you lift your, your hands up and then the tiger will jump oh. on the glass with its paws. Mm. And those ones she found more enjoy- enjoyable oh, okay. actually than the feeding, where if she's not controlling anything, she likes the feeding better. Okay. So Got go it. figure. So, yeah. Well, you know what we ended up doing? We went back to our old faithful um, because it, it reminded Maggie, oh, yeah, you've got this connect thing where you can yeah. d- jump in front of it and do things. Our favorite game is Connect Party for the Xbox 360, which I think is oh, yeah, one, of yeah. the most, one of the most uh, – yeah. one of the best games for kids and, and probably misnamed actually. It's not really yeah. – it, it is a party game I guess, but – Frankly, it's a, the perfect kids game because you know, she, you know, twenty minutes of that, and she's sweaty, and you know, right, it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> and having fun. And for people who've never played that one, it's the one where uh, you've got a bunch of mini games, and mm-hmm. they move through very quickly. They, I, I think there might be some kind of technology in the Connect or in the game that can sense when the kids aren't as engaged with it anymore, mm. and then they move. They move to a new game because the shifting between the mini games is kind of random. Mm, um, maybe, but essentially, it, it you can do things like. Uh, uh, smash, uh, gosh, in in like a martial arts game, you can yeah, smash yeah. different things, and you and then in the next one you're Godzilla, and you can, you know, crash down the town, and it, it's just it's a yeah. cool game. That sounds yeah awesome. Yeah. Sounds really cool. <laughs> so, what else is going on with your daughter? Does she play iPad games? You know, not into iPad games. Um, the the thing that we've ended up doing a lot is using the Fire TV stick for games. Mm-hmm. I mentioned the. Um, the life game earlier that we like yeah, to do yeah. the pass and play with. The other one that we've been playing a, a lot is, um, is it, oh gosh, Crossy Road? It's an, Crossy it's, Road? It's an iPad and uh, it's a mobile game that's been adapted for the big screen on the oh, Fire okay. Phone. And it's, it's basically Minecraft meets Frogger. Okay. Oh, and, so, and the thing I love about it for her especially is it's one button. You, it, yeah. you, can contr- you can go laterally, but primarily it's just the center button on the Fire TV remote and you press it and it's all about timing. Yeah. And it's essentially moving these different characters across the the screen and it's it, it's timed and it, it counts it basically gives you a score based on the number of moves you can make. It's super fun. Cool. That sounds so fun. I, yeah. that's that's where we've been heading mostly is the the casual games that have been ported from the the mobile devices to the big screen. That right. seems to be mm-hmm. what has been catching her attention the most. Right. So cool. she's not really interested in small screens at all. N- not well. That's actually not true. Uh. She will take our phones and <laughs> do a lot of the the paint. But she tends to do more creative things on the phone. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, which is like like the painting apps or mm-hmm. the sticker apps. Things where yeah. she, it's yeah. a little more free form and not as structured. Yeah. Um, stickers. Yes. Yeah, I love yeah. Oh my gosh. All kids this age love stickers. Anna's all about the stickers. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. I had to take the exacto knife to the back seat of my oh, no. back to the back windows of my car oh, to no. get, after they got baked on there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anna doesn't get stickers in the car. <laughs> <laughs> ne- ne- neither does my daughter anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. She doesn't get much of anything in the car. Like yeah. I'm hyper, you know, conscious of that. Like she doesn't even eat, she doesn't eat, she doesn't drink, she nothing. That's a so. very good idea, I can tell you, because we had a sandwich incident. And you know some cars have that middle part of the back seat where you can push it up or pull yeah, it yeah. down? Sandwich 
in there in for the- a long time. <laughs> wow. Memories. Bad memories. What is that smell? <laughs> wow. So, Todd, is there anything you've been playing on your own? Uh, gosh, you know, I this sort of is the... the uh, Lament of the parent. A lot of the the games have been the ones that I've been playing with her. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So those are, those are the primary ones, actually. All right. Um, cool. Yeah, we we do a lot of. We have an Xbox One in the office that we end up playing a lot of. You know, we end up doing a lot of sports games, FIFA yeah, and nice. Madden and and all those sorts of things. So you guys, I know, I know, <laughs> dudes. Yeah. Um. So stinky sandwich in the car, oh, Simone. What are you playing? Nice. I actually played a game that isn't Hearthstone or Neko Atsume this week. I played the third episode of Life is Strange, which oh. is a, a story, a third-person kind of narrative game um, that has been coming out in episodes. I think there's going to be six overall, and it focuses on teenagers in a small town in Oregon. And this one girl finds she has the power to rewind time, which she uses both to absolve awkward social situations and to occasionally save the lives of her fellow teenagers in this kind of soap opera drama with drug dealers and dads catching them smoking weed and stuff. It's not a game (laughs) that is, it's rated M, I believe. So, you know, swears and drugs and drinks and all the teenage troubles that actual teenagers get up to, although I didn't. As you know, if you listen to my other podcast where I tried to remember getting in trouble as a teenager and couldn't come up with any incidents, which yeah. is true. <laughs> hey, I was actually the same way. Honestly. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get to much trouble either. I figure my 40s will be the time when I get wild. This, this, this must be a question on the Pixelkin hiring. Have you ever gotten in trouble as a kid? I, you know, I got in way more trouble than these two. So. <laughs> I don't know. So what have you been playing? I have been playing um, a little educational game called Mystery Word Town. And I think we want to talk about this at some point. Yeah. But that, that kind of gulf between educational games and entertainment games and how oftentimes educational games don't quite get it right when it comes to being fun. Yeah. And vice versa. So fun games sometimes aren't as educational as you wish they could be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I played that. And it's kind of a spelling game. Um, it was kind of fun. It had little wanted posters on walls that would talk to you. And um, the environments were pretty cool. I was trying to understand how it would actually help a kid learn to spell anything. And I couldn't yeah. quite get there in my head. But, um, yeah, it's fun to play those. Just try them out. And, um, and then I played a game called Subnautica, which was featured in one of our indie game yeah. um, articles about... Um, survival horror survival horror where right. it's man against nature as opposed to man against zombies or aliens <laughs> or yeah right survival horror and it, it's sort of a Minecraft type game where you're in a sandbox and you're trying to find resources and keep yourself alive but you're mm-hmm. swimming around underwater and um, I get motion sickness and mm-hmm. I got off the computer and I was like dizzy and (laughs) i know yeah it was beautiful though and very kind of you could play it forever and ever you know finding more things and trying to stay alive yeah the other game that he hadn't god i can't remember the name i should have looked it up the other game that he included involves you being stranded on an island and having to go to other islands to get your um your resources, but there are sharks in the water. And oh. do you take that risk and all that kind of stuff? That's really so, interesting. 
Yeah. So the, right, yeah. and you can cut down um, trees and things like that the same way as you can in Minecraft. Only this is more realistic looking three D yeah. sort of. Are those animation. single player games? Both? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they're very cool. Have you played any more Assassin's Creed Unity? Um, I haven't had time, but okay. I want to get back to it. The audience you should know, about- Simone just got a really evil laugh. <laughs> it was an she- excited laugh. It was you an excited you and I are kind of a little on the same page with Assassin's Creed Unity in that I really love the story and the characters. Thank you. Right. But getting through the game on the Xbox One has been kind of difficult because it has glitched out on me. I understand that and I <laughs> accept and it. I actually started playing Assassin's Creed Chronicles China, which is a – it's not one of the main Assassin's Creed games. It's a side-scrolling sort of platforming stealth game that takes place in China and the main character is actually she was trained by Ezio from Assassin's Creed 2 and (laughs) Brotherhood and Revelations and it's really really enjoyable I'm quite liking it so far I don't think the story is going to be very in-depth but it has this beautiful sort of watercolor artwork and I mean it's nice to see an Assassin's Creed game that doesn't take place in a western country for mm-hmm. one thing, so what platform yeah. is that on again? Um, I'm playing it on PlayStation Four. I believe it is also on Xbox One, but don't hold me to that. Okay, I'm yeah. going to take a look. I love those games. Yeah. yeah, I mean, recently there have been like kind of a surge of you know traditional 2D platforming games just mm-hmm. using really beautiful art. Yeah, because Ori in the Blind Forest is another one of those. Um, it's just gorgeous, but mm-hmm. just brutally hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh yeah, so let's see. Wait for it. Wait <gasps> for it. I've been playing Hearthstone. Amazing. <laughs> and what did you do in Hearthstone? I went and watched one of Simone's games no. that she was playing against the computer just to see what she would do. And uh, about three times I said, oh, Simone. <laughs> oh, Simone. What, was she, what was she doing wrong? Um, she was just, I mean, I can, when you, when you spectate someone, you can see their hand, um, you mean, in how they play and everything. You can't see the opponent's hand, which is the same deal. Um, but she played things that I didn't think were right, you know, and then at, at one point she set herself up to be killed the next turn by doing Maybe something I that did she that on purpose. didn't need to do. <laughs> there have definitely been times when... Like, uh, I guess with with the rogue specifically, which is the one that I play with most of the time, you can use two mana to bring your weapon out. And there are Mm -hmm. so many times when I have two mana left over at the end of my turn and I'll just end my turn and then go, oh, God, I should have done that. And then it would be ready to use next turn and I wouldn't have to waste two mana to freaking even though like because I have my next turn planned out. I know exactly how much mana I'm going to spend, but I would have, you know, more to spare if I would just... Yeah. Plan ahead for these things. I'm getting better, though. Right after you watched me and then right after we played against each other and you kicked my butt, <laughs> I went on a winning streak against the computer, of course, um, and I unlocked nice. all the characters. So that yeah. was fun It wasn't me. a fair fight, though. No. I mean, it I've was got not. way better you're just, cards you're just too than good. she does. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Well, someday I'll get there. Someday yeah. I'll defeat you. Once you start going into <laughs> rank mode, I think Master. you're going to come across these these cards pretty quickly so it sounds like you'd recommend this game oh god (laughs) gee whiz (laughs) yeah on so many levels like it's from blizzard who are a great developer you know world of warcraft Mm -hmm. and starcraft and um and it's free to play yeah which Mm -hmm. is awesome and And so far it does have a lot of value having not paid money for it and as we discussed earlier it's awesome to spend money on games that you appreciate even if they are technically free so yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, which is why I've spent a little bit of money on it. But yeah. I can see myself dropping whatever for a deck. In yeah, the future. my husband was like telling me like the reason I don't need to spend money is because I'm contributing to the community of players. So these games live or die by how many players are actually playing them. So yeah, but still, I'm like, I love this game. I need to give Blizzard some money. <laughs> so um, what else? Uh, I had started Dragon Age Inquisition. Then for some reason that I don't remember, didn't like my character. Oh, no. It started over. Um, and while I was making my new character, my daughter was watching me. And once I got to the point where I added like the, the, the red hair, she's like, "Mommy, that looks like you." And I'm Aww. like, "That's the point." <laughs> so, so yeah, that's adorable. Yeah. So, are it, you going to take pictures of your Inquisitor and show them to us? Uh, sure, if I get a okay. chance. Thank you. All I could do was make my character, and then I obviously yeah. had to turn it off because Anna was watching. Yeah. So on Monday, it's my free day. I should be able to play some more of Dragon Age Inquisition. So. All right. So yeah. So cool. Um, we got a letter from one of our listeners that I totally forgot to print out and bring down here. Oh no! I'm so sad. Um, but we will definitely read it on the next podcast. I do remember a part of it though. Uh, he was referring to our uh, conversation on Caillou. Do you know Caillou? Uh, 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 How do you feel about Caillou? Uh, uh, le- well, <laughs> I, I, I know Caillou. I'm, let me just say I'm not a huge fan. Is that fair to say? That, I, I, if I didn't have to watch yeah. Caillou ever again, I would be totally fine with that. Yeah, it's banned in our house because my okay. husband doesn't like it. Every yeah, single parent I've spoken to hates Caillou with a fiery passion. And yeah. it, it had just not like crossed my radar until I got into this world of parenting. And yeah. it seems every parent just has this Caillou story. There's an obnoxious song at the beginning, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Actually, what's mo- most obnoxious to me is the the narrator. Who's like this yes. old grandmother, like, oh, the Caillou went to the grocery store with his right, mom. Right. And it's just, <laughs> it's really bad that way. <laughs> Show, don't tell. But anyhow, so the person who wrote us is uh, a French-Canadian, obviously, because we were talking about it being a French-Canadian show. Mm-hmm. And I guess you somewhat asked if they would actually name their kid Caillou. Because Caillou means pebble. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> So this person wrote us and was like, P.S., no. No, we do not n- name our kids Caillou. Oh, good. good. Yeah. All right. So on that note, I think we're going to wrap things up. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Todd. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Todd. Thank you for having me. Here. And, um, yeah, you guys are great. I, I love the show. Awesome. So if you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. And please, please, please. Subscribe to us. Write a review. Anything you can do to let us know how we're doing is greatly appreciated. And visit pixelkin.org as well. We're doing great content over there. Yeah. And GeekWire, too. Yes. GeekWire is fantastic. It's a fantastic Mm -hmm. site. GeekWire.com. And are you guys just at GeekWire on Twitter? We are. Yep. Okay. Great Twitter feed, too. Yeah, yep. and we are at Pixelkin underscore org on Twitter and just Pixelkin on Facebook. So come find us somewhere. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast was recorded in the studios of the Jack Straw Cultural Center in Seattle, Washington.